Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Got a funny story to share with you in just a few minutes. Let's start here. Uh, the war on Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of different angles that we're going to cover today. Um, real quick, did you see the one Ukrainian soldier who issued the warning to Russians in this little video? that said, hey, if you want to go ahead and uh, just quit now, I'd go ahead and do that because you guys are bleeped. Mm-hmm. It's like the defiance of so many people in Ukraine. It's really cool to see. He says, well, guys, what's up? Uh, this is the Ukrainian night quiet, right? Um, well, I just want to uh, make this clear, and I'll tell you what. I'll record this in Russian to make it really bleeping clear. Wow. Um, and then said, you are bleeped. You've stopped for now. We're fine. We're pulling up our reserves. We have aviation and we have tanks. We've got everything. Your ass is ours, fellows. And I just say that to say it's the spirit from Ukraine right now that so many people around the world are really appreciating. Doesn't it take you back to a time in America where we would have seen the same thing? Yes. It did me, too. I agree. Yes, I've thought of that several times. Oh, yeah. There's been a number of different thoughts uh, I've had watching this unfold. We'll get to all of that. Uh, David, you had a montage that you put together. Yeah. Talking about the sanctions. Yeah. Well, because there are crippling sanctions. I mean, and they, they, it seems to be snowballing as Europe is getting its stuff together. And even China, there is word that they're going to be isolating Russia from the oil market there. I mean, like that's, that would be a big deal if they followed through on that stuff. Because it seems like what, outside of what, Belarus? Yeah. Nobody is joining ranks with Russia right now, explicitly no, and, that, and loudly. Even, even that is confusing. Yeah. Because you'll see on the news crawl, yeah, Belarus, nothing to do with Russia. And then you hear the report, yeah, Belarus is going to be there for Russia. Right. There's so many different things you don't know what to believe right now. Yeah, So that, that, yeah, and that, that has been a big part of this entire thing. There's been a lot of, obviously, disinformation because it's war. And every side trying to stand up for itself is going to be employing some level of information warfare as well as a way of demeaning the enemy. Yes. That's the point. There are some people who seem to be kind of shocked that that's going on. But anyway, from the United States perspective, something that we were asking over the last several weeks is, you know, we've been hearing about the threat of crippling sanctions from the United States of America. Yeah. A lot of people were wondering, okay, well, why not just like do it now before there is actually war in Ukraine. How many times did we talk about that? Yeah. Yes. And it doesn't make any sense. But then on Thursday during that weird press conference that President Biden had, he made a little bit of news because he said the sanctions actually were not designed to stop anything. Okay. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. What? This is going to take time. It's not going to occur. He's going to say, oh, my God, these sanctions are coming. I'm going to stand down. He's going to test the resolve of the West to see if we stay together. And we will. We will. And it will impose significant costs on him. And this is the problem with having a senile president. 
because that is the exact opposite, as you'll hear in this montage, that everybody in the Biden administration has been saying for several weeks. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. We want them to have a deterrent effect. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. (laughs) Well, no one ever thought that this was going to be a deterrent. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And and this is why the United States has been basically taking a back seat, leading from behind, you could say. Yes. I mean, there are so many parallels to what happened with Crimea in 2014 yeah. when Obama was in charge. And you hear the different reports. Putin knows who all the players are. And really, with the Biden administration, it's the same players. They're just in different positions now than they were in 2014. Mm-hmm. So he had a reasonable expectation of what would happen if he did A, B, or C, right? It's just things have gotten so much more ridiculous now than even in 2014. I mean, I don't know how many other people were thinking things like, you know, (laughs) for all of the people on the left that were talking about January 6th was a threat to democracy, America almost fell that day. Right. Do you feel like a friggin' idiot about right now? Oh, no. Because you should. Because this is what that really looks like when a country could fall. It's like all the pretenders should understand this is reality now. And it's been pointed out several times. It's like the left operates in the world with the way they would like the world to be, not the way the world truly is, because there is evil in the world. And for a lot of people, what Putin is doing makes no sense. Well, that's part of it. There's been, you know, just thought after thought pop up in my mind, you know, throughout this entire thing since it's happened. You know, whether it was AOC or, you know, when you have these dads that are saying goodbye to their kids and their wives, say, get out of here. It's just not safe, but I'm going to stay here and fight, you know. Are we going to have somebody whining? Well, that's just gender, societal, you know, norms that we're just used to. Knock it off. This is what the real world is. There's something beautiful about that. Mm-hmm. The way it's supposed to be. I don't think the anybody in the Ukraine military is concerned about pronouns right now. I would agree with Pretty that. Pretty sure that's yeah. true. I think you're right on that. And Ned um, Price. Can you imagine Ned taking up arms? this other clowns that are that are you know in this these out these beta males that are currently involved in this administration what you go back to say you know a couple of years ago where you have the sitting president and secretary of state as opposed to who we have now oh yeah is it any wonder that putin decided to strike now i I don't think so. But no. Biden said what? That everything's are going really good. Yeah. 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 In a new in a new interview, President Joe Biden says things are going really well. And if you don't think they are, it's a psychological issue. It's your fault. Yes. OK. <laughs> OK. There's a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that uh that uh, things have gotten so much better for them economically, 
that they are stinking. But how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. Happy that everything's all right. Hold on a minute. Oh, Hold- the arrogance of that statement. Holy smokes. The delusional. Right. What? That, that things have gotten so much better for them economically. What? Who happens? is he talking about? Do you understand inflation, bro? People may have got a raise, but the cost of living has far exceeded that. You've gone backwards. Yeah, we're the ones that have the psychological problems for you guys screwing us around on COVID for <laughs> two and a half years now. Yeah. I mean, Shut up. I mean, there's no doubt that COVID had a profound psychological impact on the yes. United States. I mean, for many different reasons. I mean, one mm-hmm. of them is that people have been convinced that if a two-year-old doesn't wear a mask, everybody's going to die. But that has nothing to do with the fact that you go fill up your gas tank and it's, what, more than a dollar more than it was last year. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you have a truck and it's costing you $100 now to fill it up, you tend to notice that. Right. People can't comprehend how great it's going. Right. And what what else happened just with that, with gas prices, right? (laughs) Being energy independent, that was so overrated. Okay, we want to buy our oil from Russia. Right, of course. We want to strengthen them. Okay, and golly, now what's happened? We're spending like crazy amounts of money. But as far as what, are, are we going to start producing our own again? Oh, no, of course not. We've got green energy to think about. What is it about these people where everything is our fault? It's your fault. It's your psychological hmm. issues. Because that's how would-be tyrants view their subjects. Well, that's a valid point. Well, and a lot of the people in charge right now in D.C., and David has pointed this out many times, where do they come from? Academia. Oh, yeah, they're they're a whole bunch of Ivy League model U.N. dorks. They've been learning this and teaching it themselves for now decades. So I, I think it's probable they probably really believe the B.S. that they're spewing out. Meanwhile, right. brought you to you by about... the peaceful protest people. <laughs> right. You know, same thing, right? Yeah. But you see what's going on in Ukraine. And then you think about all of the hysterics over someone not wearing a mask mm-hmm. because of COVID, something like that. Now, I'm not talking about in the beginning days of COVID. I'm talking about into 2021. And I don't know if you happen to see this. FEMA uh, has some tips in case of any sort of nuclear explosion. God, I saw this. Because, you know, Putin oh has God. talked about... We're on high alert now, as far as the arsenal goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in case of a nuclear explosion, um, one of the things you want to do is, you know, when you're huddled together, try to social distance six <laughs> feet and wear a mask. So they're dropping nukes on your head and you're worried about COVID? <laughs> well, yeah, it, is a, it is a pandemic, oh, Scott. My so God. FEMA is there with helpful tips. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> What would we do without the helpful tip? Well, while viewing the mushroom cloud, wear the mask. Yes. The fallout is most dangerous in the first few hours. But still, don't forget the social distance. Okay. A lot to get to. And the CDC has updated its masking guidance, among other things. We'll get to it all coming up right here. The 
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, he's the millennial. The sexy boomer, that's Scott Robin. Yeah, buddy. Okay, uh, masking guidance. Yeah. Updated from the CDC, David. Yeah, well, you're, you're starting to see more and more governors of blue states and COVID hardliners, right? you got to mask up your two-year-olds. you got to do all this stuff. You're seeing them start to recognize that the polling, I mean, the science has changed <laughs> and the CDC is now following suit. Announcing on Friday, updated masking guidelines. Now the CDC is saying, let's look at hospital capacity, hospital pressure, in addition to case numbers, when we form our guidance of who and uh, how many people need to be masking up. These guys. So now they are lowering the threshold, essentially, for when they recommend masking. Okay. I don't know if this was part of the study, part of the guidance. Did they mention at all how the cloth masks do very little good? No. Oh. No. It's it, what, what, what this is is basically giving people an off-ramp by using metrics that you should have been using for a long time. And th- this, this freaking is maddening to me because I'm just some idiot on the radio and for almost two full years now have been saying, why are we paying attention to case counts when it comes to just mask mandates and whatnot? It should be, what is the pressure on the hospitals right now? Yeah, and when it comes to kids, we know that masking, it does harm learning. There's no doubt about it. Not to mention everything that happens psychologically. Okay, if the cloth masks that we've known for a while were 15 to 20 percent, you know, as far as uh, efficacy goes, doesn't really work especially the way young kids wear the mask, you know it's doing harm, but it's doing very little good. So why continue to do it? And that question was never answered. And it's maddening because you know the damage has been done. But now you're right. Because of the politics, we're updating that masking guidance. And he'll he'll do a victory dance during the State of the Union. Most definitely, yes. He'll, he'll take, he will absolutely take an end zone dance. That's yes. going to be hard to take. He'll say something like, now 70% of the nation is right. no longer under mask mandates or That's something right. like that. I made a promise to the American people that we were going to stop this virus, and by golly, I'm declaring victory. Yep. <laughs> okay. I think everybody on the Republican side should wear a let's go Brandon mask when they walk <laughs> in. <laughs> Okay, real quick, are you going to be able to watch this, Scott Robbins? Am I? Yes. You mean, like, can I stand it to yeah, watch it? will you be able with your history of heart issues? Yeah, just keep the paddles nearby. Okay. It's going to be tough. You know, I'm going to watch it. Usually, you know what I've said so many times in the past with something like that? Okay, you'll go ahead and read the transcript. Yeah. But it takes so long. Yeah. My gosh. But with this, with Biden, you want to see where it is he really can't read? He gets lost. You don't know what's going to happen. And you sort of want to highlight that the next day on the show. So there's that part that you want to watch it, but my gosh. Yeah, I'm not That's going to be tough to take. Who's he going to call out to? That's what I want to know. I don't know. We'll have to see. There's somebody there. I mentioned a little earlier there was a funny story to share with you. The funny story was this. I don't know what it is in the studio next to us. Every once in a while, there is a speaker that goes haywire, and it sounds like a jackhammer. Yeah. And you haven't heard it yet if you've been listening to the show because it has gone off right as we're coming on. 
but right up till airtime, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is insane, and this is going to happen. I'll bet you anything. Sometime while we're on the air today, so Not if you now, hear some won't. crazy sound, what do you mean it won't now? I disabled the speakers in there. Oh, <laughs> I think he took a radio station off the air. Actually, I, I, no, I, I think I just took the monitors down. Okay, but I don't know what I did, but it stopped. Hey, whatever you did is fine with me. Could unplug it, I suppose. Well, what it reminded me of is that time that Crazy O'Donnell on MSNBC went nuts with the hammering. Right. That, yeah. And he absolutely lost his mind. I thought that heard. was going to happen with Robbins. If you'd never heard that before, was that like five years ago? It was around Labor Day? Yeah, or something like that. Yep. He heard something in his ear. You have you know, insanity in my earpiece. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. Where's the hammer? Is it on the uh, Go up on the other floor. <laughs> Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Oh, yeah, that went on for a while, man. He lost it. A hammering. I'll go down to the <laughs> floor myself and stop it. Keep the commercial break going. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the you have to call. Stop <laughs> the hammering. I'm telling you right now, in this, Robbins will go way worse than that if it happens. Just telling you ahead of time. I, I did it. I mean, I just started pushing buttons until it stopped. Well, that means it might come back. Or out there somewhere. <laughs> out of control. <laughs> Crazy sound coming in my ears. Stupid hammering. It just sucks. It sucks to be out here with this out of control. So just wait on that. Yeah, it's coming. Because if it does and you melt down, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, a lot to get to, uh, including, well, according to people like Bernie Sanders and AOC, you know who's to blame for the Russian invasion of Ukraine? You? Me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the United States. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and It's always our fault. It's our fault, always. Big surprise. Majority of Americans think Biden is not mentally fit to be president. How could that be? Oh, and if you're keeping score, FIFA. Yeah. Soccer governing body. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't banned Russia yet, okay, from competing. But they can't use their flag. And they can't use the anthem. So that's going to teach them. Oh, okay, yeah. That's really hitting them hard right there. And are there a couple of studies that say COVID didn't come from a lab? We'll get to it all. Coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Putin's mental state being questioned after that nuke threat, among other things. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that isn't a bigger part of the story because wasn't he supposed to be stepping down in the near future? And the, the rumor was that he had Parkinson's or something like that. There's also rumors of a tumor. Yeah. With all of this, you don't know what to believe. What's real and what's not. Well, this this part is true. 
uh, the likes of AOC and Bernie Sanders are thinking, you know, it's U.S. imperialism. God, right. these people. That's the blame for the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Democratic Socialists of America, their high-profile members include Bernie Sanders and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And, yes, they're blaming the U.S. for the Russian invasion of Ukraine, saying in part, the Democratic Socialists of America reaffirm our call for the U.S. to withdraw from NATO and to end the imperialist expansionism that set the stage for this conflict. Now, end NATO, and then Russia will be cool. Right. Now, now I just want to press pause, because yeah. if any Republican said that, the media would have an absolute meltdown. Oh, my gosh, they're siding with Russia over this. It must be because of Trump's vice grip on the Republican Party. There's a P-tape, I tell you. Right. You would have that. They say the ruling, this, this one made me laugh out loud. The ruling class is trying to build a new world through a dystopian transition grounded in militarism, imperialism, and war. Socialists have a duty to build an alternative. What do you think socialist campaigns have involved for the last hundred freaking years? Yeah. That does not make any sense. No, it does, though. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about wholesale slaughter that I know. many people under the banner of socialism have engaged in for over a century. I, did they stop teaching that in history? Well, yeah, because, you know, well, that this is how they squirm out of it. That wasn't true socialism. Right, because they're smart enough to really do it right, the right way. Right, They'll be the first ones to finally crack the code. Anyway. That from a person that tells us January 6th, America almost fell because it was a coup, you know. This was an all-out attempted coup. <laughs> That's the brain trust, bro. Yeah. Man. Yes. So the Democratic Socialist, yes, it's the U.S. imperialism. That's yes. why. <laughs> yes. Russia and very, very famously never involved, never engaged in imperialism. Right. No. <laughs> right. Never, ever. And if we just stopped building jails, we'd have less criminals. Right. If we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer yeah. is to stop building more of them. There you go. Right. Right. Thought out. Yes. You want to bring the official cancer rate to zero, just stop screening for cancer. Stop right, treating exactly. it. And then you'll never know. That's right. Boo! And Bernie just says boo. Something he doesn't like. Okay. Now, it's shocking poll here that says a majority of Americans think that Joe Biden's not mentally fit to be president. Yeah. Heck you say. New ABC News poll shows that 54% of Americans think Biden does not have the mental sharpness it takes to be an effective president. That's the truest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> the, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, was asked how he can turn that one around as he gears up for a State of the Union address tomorrow. Okay. Well, George, I think there's no question uh, that in the State of the Union, uh, the American people and anybody watching around the world will hear the president talk about the efforts he has led over the past several months to build a global coalition to fight, ag up against, fight against the autocracy and the efforts of President Putin to invade a foreign country. That is certainly something that is present in all of our lives and certainly in the president's life in this moment. Time but out. What people will Time out. He's going to point it out that he's been fighting it? Yes. Then won't he With be his global coalition pointing out that he failed? No. 
okay, I, I mean this sincerely. What am I missing? When she says she's going to point this out, he's been fighting this. Dude, everything was to deter Putin from going in to Ukraine. He didn't do it. He still went in. So just to say, well, my heart was in the right place and we tried hard. Right. That's that's going to somehow make that's, people go, oh, okay. That's basically. Yeah, he's mentally fit. That's that's how you turn a defeat on the world stage into a victory. You just say, hey, we did what we could, you know, and he did it anyway. That doesn't work anymore. That was like trying to say in Afghanistan, well, we had the greatest airlift in <laughs> the history of the world. Huh? <laughs> so what? <laughs> it was a debacle. Anybody with two eyes can see that. But what people will also hear from President Biden is his optimism and his belief in the resilience uh, of the American people and the strength of the American people. Ah, oh, God, here we go. Well, see, suck it up, buttercup. We got some pain. Pain's on the way. All right. But you, you're resilient. You can do it. Pay $6 a gallon for gas. God. Well, and the whole part about him not being mentally fit to be president, how are you going to turn that around? I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't know that you can turn that around. Mental health workers. <laughs> what, yes. Yeah, there, there's no cure for dementia, unfortunately. No. No. Booking his governor and when he's pre-K. The pre-care. You know his heart's in the right place. It's all good. It's going to be okay. Uh, it's like an interpreter next to him. Here's what he meant to say. <laughs> well, you know, I have... well, don't forget what he's doing with Russia right now. Okay, you cannot forget about the genius plan that he okay. has underway. Go ahead. I don't know. It's, uh, I you... made an effective strategy to mobilize true international under pressure. Yes. See, whatever that is, and I don't know where that clip came from. <laughs> I remember it. I feel like right now I'm a kid. And I'm with my buddy, and we have trading cards, and he's got a certain baseball card that I don't have, and I'm super jealous, and I want it. I want that card, and it's that piece of audio. Because for a long time, I've had, like, three of my favorites, and then I forgot about the one that you just played. But to complete your collection, you need to yes. into that under pressure. Yes, you know? and I'm in a position where my friend won't trade, and I'm like, where did you get that piece of audio? And it's kind of like I'm not telling you. I think you've got doubles on corn pop, so you can get <laughs> <laughs> or true to that under pressure. <laughs> you know, I, maybe a two-for-one trade? No one. Not done. Not. The history books will notice. Not done. Remember, not, you not, forgot not. about that one. Right. The history books, the not done. Because that's a classic. No one. Not done. Not. The history books will notice. <laughs> I'll trade you that one and really, really drug abuse. <laughs> Four years, something to pressure. People are very, really, really drug abuse. The bonds get from. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, and what's yours again? Probably my favorite. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international under pressure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Moving on other things. It's a limited edition one too. <laughs> You gotta maintain your sense of humor through all this. You have you know? to. Okay. New York Times, failing New York Times. Yeah. Hey, what? Two studies say that COVID didn't come from a lab. Yeah. Right. Please. Yeah. So this is how they set it up in the failing New York Times. Uh, now keep in mind these have not been submitted for peer review, and there are some pretty 
interesting conflicts of interest here in terms of the research community when it comes to viruses. But scientists released a pair of extensive studies over the weekend that point to a large food and live animal market in Wuhan, China, as the origin of the coronavirus pandemic. Okay, as soon as I see the headline, two new studies. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, where are they from? China? One of them. The first thing I'm, I'm thinking jokingly. Are they? One of them actually is from the Chinese government. Oh, my government. God, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the failing New York Times doesn't put that in the headline. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Come on, man. It came out of that lab. We all know it. Yes, we all know it. That's incredible. So the headline, two new studies say COVID did not come from a lab. One of those studies is, in fact, from, well, yeah. China. <laughs> it's, huh. It's from, it's from the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention. <laughs> and it is actually something that they did back in January of 2020 and just now released it. You they've, can't make that they, up. They've had the report for two years, and they just released it as, what, it's only a couple days after the report out it was it the telegraph that was reporting it that most uh european uh, intelligence analysts are like yeah it came out of that lab <laughs> come on well yeah china y- yes where did the other one come from uh came out of the united states uh let me see where was this uh, one of the person who worked on it was an evolutionary or is an uh, evolutionary biologist at the university of arizona okay well, I mean, and you could say this jokingly, but you're half serious when you ask, is that from the Confucius Institute right, of one of our universities? Because you've seen that nonsense sure. before. China. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yes. It's hard to trust China. No doubt about that. Um, on a lighter note, I happen to see this story. thought you would find it interesting. It's different careers that went from being respected to disrespected. Can I guess one of them? In a number, yes, you can, in just a few years. Journalism. No. Wow. No, that was never respected. (laughs) (laughs) As as a former journalist, I can tell you that. (laughs) But you would probably say more so than now. Yeah. 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 Uh, The first was critics. Yeah. I think you probably have to think through the lens of because of just so many available online now. Because with with entertainment, food, whatever it might be, there are a lot of different critics. So it's not just the local food critic. Right. Now you got Yelp. You got all these different Mm -hmm. people on social media. Another one is a travel agent. Heard that for a long time. Yeah. Just greatly marginalized. By online. Yeah. It depends on where you're going and what you're doing, but because some travel agents like they know the destination very, very well and they can they can explain the do's and don'ts in the area. Yeah, and I mean to make it hassle free getting you from airport to destination, they know the lay of the land, yes. No doubt about it. But I mean when I was going to radio school years ago, that school basically, you know, had three different career choices. There was radio, there was court reporting, and there was travel agents. That was it. Yeah. That was a big deal. They combined the three to save on rent in the strip mall. 
They did actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was, that wasn't a shot. That was just a... no. That was the truth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you need to know, it was Duck Creek Plaza. Okay. <laughs> All right. And there was Sucaso, which was a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> and they served pitchers of beer. Of it was they... nice. And by the way, <laughs> it was ninety uh, percent women. So even the radio guys had a shot. <laughs> That's why. Wow. Me and one of my buddies love that school. Anyway, digress. Also, a career that's gone from respected to disrespected. A chef. Because a lot of times you don't get to, like, make your own recipes. Right. I didn't realize this, that you're told exactly what to do and the hours suck. A philosopher. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and models. Because now everybody has a camera and a social media account. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody online is a Model or former model. Yeah. Yes. So now, and you probably noticed this with athletes. Well, yeah, dating an Instagram model. It's not supermodel. It's just Instagram, Instagram model, model, that yeah. sort of thing. So not quite the same respect. Yeah. If you can call it that, you know, to begin with. Um, maybe you heard this. Uh, Capital is dropping, dropping their mask mandate just in time for the State of the Union. Well, we'll get to that and the latest on Ukraine. Straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, FIFA and the, what, Union of European Football Associations has now banned Russia or suspended Russia from international soccer. Well, there you go. Which For a while, it? it was just you couldn't use the anthem or the flag. Yeah. Good. Well, that's it. You know, we're done. We're done. We're not doing. I, you know, I, I lost my mind when I heard the International Olympic Committee urging FIFA to do this because these are the same <laughs> cowards who said nothing about their stupid games being played in China. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that took stones. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> um. But would you call this, you know, this is what true Merger looks like? That's what I would say. <laughs> I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Yes. Okay. Because that's what it sounds like to me. I agree with that very fluid, sharp guy right there. <laughs> true international effort to pressure. Heck yes. Nothing to see there but greatness. Okay. Oozing from his pores along with Old Spice. Update. Mm-hmm. Capital is dropping the mass mandate just in time for what? The State of the Union. Yeah. David? Weird how the science changes like that, right? Man. The attending physician for the U.S. Capitol has said that masks will not be required inside the Capitol building beginning today, just one day before President Joe Biden is set to deliver his State of the Union address. Well, they made the decision based on the current rate of positive results at the Capitol's testing center, Okay. So they're following the science. It has nothing to do with the optics, right? Got it. Okay. Perish the thought, you conspiracy theorist. Well, I guess if nothing else, this keeps us away from any sort of controversy that would be some Republican, you know, congressperson was trying to kill 
a Democrat by not wearing a mask in an elevator or something like that. At least we, you know, get saved from that. Saw an interesting story on a lighter note. A um, woman lost her iPhone 10 years ago. Well, it's done now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Becky Beckman. She and her husband were having trouble with their toilet last week. There was a banging sound every time they flushed. They thought it was maybe the old house. Uh, they decided, we're going to plunge the heck out of this thing. And you know what was in there? Yeah, Becky's oh, iPhone wow. from 10 wow. years ago. Lost it on Halloween 2012. Oh, okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe a little tipsy? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I would guess so. We got it back out of there. Becky Beckman. I thought you were going to tell me it worked. No, no, no. No, (laughs) No, I was trying to get the photos of it, though. Yes, this is the Mark McVeigh Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Yes, the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. David? Well, we are welcoming in our brand-new affiliate, a homecoming for me personally. Very excited to welcome in the mighty KLIF in Dallas, Texas. Big D, baby. Love it. Me too. Okay, uh, news update. The first round of peace talks between Russia and Ukraine has concluded. Like, okay, how did this go? This is from Fox, because a Ukrainian member of parliament told Fox News that the negotiations have just ended. Delegates found topics which they could agree upon next time. What? Okay, does that make what? sense? Because that's exactly how it reads. What does right. that mean? It's, it's engaged to be engaged. Oh, it's like the pre-engagement ring. Right, exactly. It's the Got promise it. ring. Yeah, there, thank you, David. Now they will return to their capitals for consultations. There were three rounds of talks. So far, no tangible result, but they agreed to meet again on the Belarus Poland Porter after consultations. Have they decided on the DH? They've not. <laughs> okay. But I can tell you this an explosion was seen outside of Kiev afterwards. Yes. Hmm. So that's not a great sign. So you're up to date on that. Uh, did anyone see the Ukrainian man removing that mine from the roadway? While he was smoking a cigarette, I just happened to see it for the first time this morning. No. If you see that, we could put it up on Facebook, too. Probably should. He's he never put the lung dart out? No, dude. Oh, my gosh. It was like Keith Richards. There was nothing that was going to separate that man yes. from that lung dart. No way. <laughs> so he's got this landmine from a bridge. He's carrying it with his bare hands and just casually puffing on the smoke. Apparently, this has been seen millions of times. Like, okay, you think you're tough. You think you're courageous. Are you going to keep smoking while you're carrying this mine? Well, I'm going to die anyway. I might as well continue to eat. Yeah. Well, I I understand this is radio, but at least for you guys, I can show you a quick picture of what it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's tough stuff, right? He's wearing the puffy coat and everything. He is. A little chilly. 
Isn't it a cool thing to see so many of the Ukrainian people stand up and say, no, 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 we're going to fight this thing. And Zelensky. I agree. I mean, it's been surprising to a lot of people. You know, because, you know, thought, well, they're just going to lie down. What we gave advice to Zelensky, you know, you probably want to get out of there. Yeah. No. I need bullets, man. I need weapons. We're going to stay here and fight. Yeah, I think there. And is there like a growing contingency of people saying, oh, that's the wrong move? Yeah, I've seen this. It's it's just kind of weirdos on social media who are saying, because there have been examples of, of obvious disinformation. I mean, there was one video yes. making the rounds of a, a young woman or a young girl, like, scream, allegedly screaming at a Russian soldier. Well, she was wearing, like, a tank top, so obviously they're not, that, that is not actually what it is purported to be, right? But, but that's warfare. There's always disinformation because everybody right. is trying to use, whether it's the press or now it's social media, to mm-hmm. try to uh, basically beat the will of their competitor, of their adversary. That, that always so happens. So the misinformation can be to, you know, uh, you know take a group of people and their morale, and either boost it or tear it apart. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, so that happens. That happens all the time. And then, But there are some people, it's the, well, actually, crowd that is just sort of crouched in this position of everything is fake. Okay. Well, you don't know what's fake and what's not, so right. you just pretend everything's fake? Right. Isn't it just safer to say, hey, <clears throat> if this is real, mm-hmm. that's gutsy for the men to stay behind and actually fight for their country? Uh, at least for me, that's admirable. Oh, it is. Oh, well, well, sure it is. But for some people, it's, no, you should really lay down because there's a threat of nuclear war. Right. Oh, so everyone else's freedom is okay, but for people in Ukraine, you got to lay down your freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. No, I don't think that's the way that works. Yeah, I saw one take that actually said, you should lay down your arms now because you can always get more. <laughs> How? How exactly do you go get more guns when you surrender them to the hostile power that's invading you? That doesn't make any sense. How does that? Okay. We haven't unleashed our real threat to Russia yet, though. Which is? Rocky Balboa. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do what, Rocky, for again? Yeah, he whipped some Russian ass before, yeah. Well, yeah, the Russian crowd, he got them (laughs) in his favor. Well, and that's the other thing. You're wondering, okay, is this real or not, that... There are plenty of Russian soldiers that are half-hearted in this. And how many people are really out in the streets of Russia protesting the war? Because that's a threat of 20 years in jail. That's not something that Russia just looks upon lightly when you go out right. and protest the government. <laughs> yeah, Don't get to do that. There's no Minneapolis bail fund. No, there is not. This is the real world, kids, the way it works. Now, who was it, Jen Psaki? White House Press Secretary, yeah. she's going to give us a lesson in diplomacy. Is that what I understand? Yeah, well, Russia, of course, has invaded Ukraine in spite of the threats of sanctions, which are now in place. Joe Biden said last week, you know, no one thought sanctions would stop Putin, even though everyone in the administration literally said for weeks, sanctions are the way to stop Putin from invading. Yes. That's what they said. Now the line is, well, it'll take a month or so for these sanctions to work. So Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, about this tiny little discrepancy. 
Now he says the sanctions are going to take 30 days uh, or about a month. Do you guys think the people in Ukraine have about a month? Well, Peter, let me just take a step back and explain to everyone how diplomacy works and how our approach from the United States has worked. I got my notepad out now. Take notes. Oh, my gosh. Now, is that just knowing how you come off and you don't care? Or is that a lack? Yeah, it's lack of self-awareness, number one. But I don't think she cares either. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, What the president has done is he has built a global coalition uh, to stand up in the face of President Putin and President Putin's aggression and uh, invasion of Ukraine. Uh, What he has done is he has rallied uh, the world, our European partners, even at cost to them in some capacities, to put in place uh, significant sanctions, historic sanctions that would have a, uh, a, a, a enormous impact on the Russian financial sector. It is President Putin's choice to go to war and invade Ukraine. That is what he has done. Okay, man. Tell me where I'm losing it here. When she uses these words like stand in the face of Putin about this invasion and significant action as far as these sanctions and what they're going to do, that rings pretty hollow to the 350 to 500 people that are dead. Yes. You probably wanted all this in place Mm -hmm. before the invasion even started. I don't understand it. Well, that was please help me, David. That was the question for weeks, right, leading up to the invasion. Actually, was okay if you're saying that these are going these sanctions and all these levers that you're going to pull and all the tools in the toolbox and we're going to write strongly worded letters and all that nonsense that was going on. The question was, why don't you put that in place? I don't know before tanks roll across the border. That seems like that would be if you really think there's going to be a deterrent effect here. And you're ready you do it to before roll he ever them. goes in. Right. Yeah, that part just but, doesn't make I mean, any sense. But that's what we've come to expect from this administration. They're completely incompetent and infuriatingly smug at the same time. Yes. Well said. I don't think you can say anything about it. Mm-mm. Okay. And yes, meanwhile, the CDC has updated its masking guidance. Mm-hmm. Well, good to know. <laughs> yeah, I like this now because they're, they're touting that 70% of the country now or so can do away with masks and people in like i don't know texas and florida are like what what are you talking about i know but what they've done is they've lowered the threshold and started including well what are the hospitals looking like right now in terms of the covid threat which is something that i don't know we've been talking about for about two years why are we paying attention to raw case counts that doesn't make any sense we knew with omicron it was going to be a wave and that way it was going to happen in January, and by February it was going to be pretty much over. I mean, three jamokes like us predicted it. It wasn't that hard. But now it's following the science. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. By the way, speaking of science and the medical world, there was a piece of news that came out. And, you know, I understand this isn't of utter world importance right now, but it's interesting. And that is that ADHD has been linked to significantly higher risk of hoarding, okay? If you're new to the show, I was diagnosed ADHD years ago, like 15 mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. something like that. There's part of me that's like, is that a real thing, or does that just get you on drugs? Don't get me wrong, I take the drugs for it. But I, <laughs> it I've be always wondered, okay, is it real or not? And it, it, you always said, Robbins, well, it really helped. You could you could focus more oh, once you were I on know, medication. I know when you're spinning out of control when you're in need of them. I'm like, they didn't have them ready, did they? 
Oh, thank no! You. But this is funny to me because also off air, and I've said this to Van Camp, I've said it to you, I think you have it too. You just didn't get te- ever tested. No, I know, I know. I, I know you've said that before, and I may have it. I don't know. And now that we see it's linked to hoarding? Yeah. Oh, that's a slam dunk for you, Mr. Robbins. I'm not a hoarder. I'm a collector. <laughs> <laughs> you've got two Sammy Sosa cardboard cutouts. Only one on current display, the other in the yes. closet, though. Mm-hmm. But you have all this one. stuff that you will not get rid of. No, I won't get rid of it. But a lot of it's junk. It's not anything that's worth anything. Well, junk to you, maybe. See? Proving my point. I don't have it laying around, stacked around my house, though. It's all in storage. Right. You've got it packed into storage, which definitely is the storage isn't... locker, yeah. I do have one storage locker mm-hmm. and another one in my buddy's attic. Wait a minute. Are Wait, you, you're storing things in somebody else's house? Yeah, he volunteered. Is that when you cleared out your mom's place? Yeah. You, oh, my God. You didn't get rid of it? No, it's very valuable Get him things, tested. Jamie. Nope. Get him tested. <laughs> can't do that. See, you know that. I wanted to share this, not only for this show, but you may know someone like this. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. ADHD, okay. huh? Yes. Wow. I've yeah. watched enough of those hoarder shows on TV. I never picked that up. Listen, you also call me mentally ill because of it. You might be there with me. Okay, did Trump take Putin's side in all this? No, we didn't. That's what some are saying. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial is David Van Camp and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh-huh. Some people are saying, hey, Donald Trump, he's on Putin's side. Gosh, we're they're obsessed with this. They are. Yeah. They cannot let this thing go. So Donald Trump gave a speech at CPAC, and the usual suspects are freaking out about something he said. And if you watch legacy media over the weekend, you'd think he was out there praising Vladimir Putin for the invasion of Ukraine. Because he says, oh, Vladimir Putin's kind of smart, isn't he? Okay. If you take over Ukraine, we're going to sanction you, they say. Sanction? Well, that's a pretty weak statement. Putin is saying, oh, they're going to sanction me. They sanctioned me for the last 25 years. You mean I can take over a whole country and they're going to sanction me? You mean they're not going to blow us to pieces, at least psychologically? The problem is not that Putin is smart, which, of course, he's smart. But the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Dumb. So dumb. Okay, what he said was accurate. Yes. And just by saying that, he is on the side of Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, though, because he's also saying that he started this absolute human catastrophe. It's the find people hoaxes thing all over again. (laughs) It really is. You just cherry pick a little bit out. Right. To fit what you want it to say. And then say, see, we were right all along. Russia collusion. They're out of their minds. I mean, truly. That's sad. Think about this whole thing, man. Go back to 2014, Crimea. And there were sanctions. And it did nothing. Didn't stop Putin. And he's like, okay, well, it's kind of the same people in charge. 
Now, Obama had the same people that Biden has. They're just in different positions. It'll probably be sanctions. And you hear reports, hey, these sanctions are going to work because they're they're going to be crippled here. What is it? Switzerland has announced it is freezing the assets of Putin, Lavrov, and other wealthy Russians. That might really do something. We'll see. But this whole thing talking about sanctions, and there's going to be more sanctions if he actually goes in. I don't understand why you don't put those in place before the Russian troops ever cross the line. They were already lined up. It doesn't make sense. Using him as leverage by saying, if you do this, then we will continue. If you stop doing it, we'll relieve some of these, which would seem to be the most effective way if you're going to level sanctions. But it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I don't get it at all. Okay. Oh, real quick. Baseball, what's going to happen? Mm. Scott Robbins, big baseball fan. Uh, Are they going to screw this up? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they could. They've done it before. Um so we're looking at a strike? Well, a lockout, right? A lockout, yeah. Right. Well, then there will be a strike, yeah. yeah. And they, yeah. I guess if they don't get this thing settled by, what is it, tomorrow? Today. Or today. Yeah. Then you are you put the start of the season in jeopardy. Okay. The season starts March 31st. So. Okay. David, you have the story. I mean, what do you, where do you think well, it's going to go? Management figure says it out? a deal has to be reached by the end of today's negotiations. It's like, what, midnight? Yeah. to salvage a March 31st start to the regular season and a full 162-game schedule. At this point, I think management absolutely has the upper hand because they could say, hey, listen, the world learned during COVID, the world keeps spinning if yes, there's no does. Major League Baseball. You guys yeah. want to collect your salaries, you guys want these endorsement deals to keep going, then you better start coming a little bit more to our side. As the big baseball fan, whose side are you on here? Uh, I, you know, I, I feel unqualified to talk about this because the only thing I hear well. about, well, no, I mean, I, I tend to think the players and owners are both equally stupid, because I mean, after everything we've been through, we need the distraction. We need a summertime full of baseball. Yeah, I mean, America needs that. Their stadiums need that. Their bottom line needs that, and that goes for both sides. So I don't know if there's a lot of sympathy going around with billionaires and millionaires. I don't I don't see it. Okay. I mean, this isn't the guy wanting to, you know, 25 cent an hour raise. Right? I mean, all right. So you're on the side of the players. No, not really. I mean, I'm not I see I, I hate to commit because I don't know. Oh. I mean, I don't like I either both well, wishy a little wash. Well, this yeah. this segment brought to you by Meow Mix. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, I knew meow, I'd get meow, that. But meow, I I have meow, I I hate to have a real strong take on God. Just because I think both are equally guilty. Okay. All right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You can, dude, sometimes it really is you're confused. I'm not quite sure what side I'm on. Yeah. But I mean, I have part a of the deal with this show is if you're going to take that stance, the other two guys are going to start doing their meowing sound effects. Well, but I want to hear about guys. Well, they make, you know, a $100 million three year deal or whatever. That, well, those owners feel like they can afford to do it, so they did it. No, it's there are enough people that will give money to see them play. Yeah, that and that determines. It justifies the yeah. cost. Of, it you know. I understand. So, I'm, just right. settle the damn thing today and get uh, on with it. I'm okay? just so burned out by the All Star thing. I don't care. I get it. I understand that Somebody. too. I do. But I'll be you back. Know, I'll be back watching. The White House is not going to restart oil production because why would they? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Did you see Miss Ukraine is taking up arms for her country? That's, that's yeah, awesome. that's that's pretty brilliant propaganda coming from the Ukrainian government. It is, man. Here's this smoke show. Who's going to grab with a With an gun. AK, strapped with an AK around. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that picture. She became much more attractive. <laughs> Admit it, David, it worked on you. Uh, absolutely it worked on me. Come yeah, on, man. that's right. That's right. You know, your wife starts shooting, and all of a sudden you're like, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't want to get too personal with David and his no, personal no, life. No, no, but he, mm-hmm. yeah, he's spoken very highly of that as, yes. as being a, a, uh, a form of what intoxication as we say you know i'm not going to talk any more about it then you start talking more <laughs> well, about i it. just wanted to clarify <laughs> that tell yeah. me more about your romeo zero optic <laughs> <laughs> okay the white house is not going to restart oil production in the united states no. as much as scott robbins has said why don't we do it well man that energy independence just really sucks doesn't it scott no it doesn't i'd love it yeah So President Biden could solve the energy crisis caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but he won't do it. Uh, The simple step is to stop kneecapping domestic oil and gas production, which he did pretty much from day one. Yep. Now, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, was asked, hey, you think you're going to maybe stop with this green weenie nonsense and, and just start producing more oil and giving the green light for us to do that domestically so that we can stop importing millions of barrels every month from Russia, right? That that seems like it would be a smart way to go about it. Sure. But she says no, because we need the green energy production. What this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to, and we need to look at other ways of process, of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last oh week gosh. or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil. Okay. They yeah. can't produce oil the way we can. Exactly. Okay, we can do that. What are you afraid of? That Greta Thunberg going to say, how dare you? Yes, they're terrified of this truant, whatever she is now, 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing. I understand the whole green weaning thing. And so Biden long term, yeah, of course, we need to go green, blah, blah, blah. But you can't say, hey, you're just going to have to deal with it for the next couple of years. We're going to be producing our own because we got to get it out of the way of being so dependent on Putin. You need to strangle him on this thing. You can't do that? You can't adapt and no. overcome? No. no. They're... Because what is it about? Elections. Well, we can't lose the far left, my gosh. Well, they're petrified of him. Yes, yeah, still are. He's mad. Again, for so many people in America, and I know this sounds so simple, and probably from some small town in the 50s sort of attitude. But I think it's true. Most people in the United States want what's best for the United States. They may have different ideas, but truly they want what's best for the country. And then there's a group of people. It doesn't matter. It's whatever is best for us politically. Those people by, you know, most of the average Americans are hated. It was like, wait a second, what's best for the country right now? It's to produce your own oil. That's pretty simple. But nope, nope, can't, 
Can't lose the far left part of the party. Well, I just saw this today. I don't know if you saw the story. And this is from the Washington Post, which is pretty Biden-friendly. The Washington Post-ABC poll that's out finds a deeply pessimistic nation worried about the economy and Biden's leadership. And it's much what you've seen before. The numbers are in the tank. So you play this forward to the fall and elections where everything stands right now. It will be a shellacking. So I guess that's part of the strategy to hold on to the far left. That's it. But I I don't know if you saw the report out this week. I think it was just published this morning. You know what there are teachers unions doing right now? What? They're pouring a ton of money into Republican primaries to get somebody who will be friendly to them. Interesting. Knowing that there is this red wave coming this year because of Biden's incompetence, they think, okay, well, we're going to they don't really care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. They want someone they can control. Right. So if you're a conservative voter and you're going to vote in this in these primaries all over the country, do your homework. Pay attention to who you actually think is the right person for the job, because there are a whole lot of people that don't have your interest in mind trying to influence this stuff. Wasn't that the whole thought if you go back, say, seven years ago in 2015? As far as Wall Street goes, I don't care if it's Jeb or Hillary. Right. Either way, we're good. This Trump guy, what? No, that throws a wild card into everything. We don't want that. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the same thought. It's interesting. Al Franken, David, is back in the news. Yeah, oh, former former Senator Al Fish Lips Franken. Thinks that Donald Trump's going to run for president again, and he's going to win. And it's going to be the end of America. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Here we go. Oh, boy. Here we go again. Who was he talking to? This was on, you guessed it, his podcast. Mm. (laughs) Everybody's got a podcast. Robbins loves to go off on that. Well, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And who? the people that don't have podcasts are models. (laughs) Only have. Well, the one lady that he grabbed her butt yeah her butt has a podcast now that's true yeah it touched by franken yeah it's really interesting talk like talk like jim carrey (laughs) a little bit and by the way when you say that kids will look up and see donald trump's picture uh the president they'll see donald trump then they'll see biden and then they'll see donald trump again and he'll still be president when these kids are in school, <laughs> because you know, he's just becoming ill. That's it. It's over. It'll be a dictatorship. I mean, it'll be an authoritarian regime. We will not have a democratic election again. I mean, every it'll be like Hungary or something like that, and it'll all be fraud. And you know, is this part of the comeback? I, I think so. Yes. Yeah, you got to throw out the liberal greatest hits, right? That Donald Trump wants to be a dictator, and that's the only reason he's going to run for president again. Mm -hmm. Not like our guy Joe Biden, who was literally firing people for not getting a vaccine that doesn't work against the coronavirus. Right. And advising uh, our neighbors to the north and Justin Trudeau to fight the truckers there with everything he had and take away people's freedom. Yeah, that guy. Al Franken, man. We can we can relive a memory, right? Yeah, I was sure. hoping you would say that. Yes, I'll never forget it when it was. Apparently, he had this thing grabbing butts all the time, taking pictures. Because mm-hmm. all these women came out, and so he's thinking he had to have thought it was friendly waters because it was a local sort of interview, 
in Minneapolis on the radio station there. And the lady was having none of it and was just holding his feet to the fire. And so a lot of times when you hear this sort of apology tour, they're out there saying, you know, I never meant to do that. She's not having it. What do you mean you didn't mean to do it? You either grabbed it or you didn't. And to hear this guy flounder the way he did and make no sense was just so awesome. Yes, you've taken thousands of pictures. But when you grab somebody's butt, don't you know it? Uh, I I understand that. And I, um, again. I understand that. No. Don't you know it when you squeeze some booty? Don't you know what you're doing? Do you understand there's a difference between... Involuntary move of his claw. There's something Run by remote. Yeah. (laughs) You're touching a lady's back. It's one of his... And the butt, there is a difference. Yes. Do you know it, sir? It drifts south on its own. I'm a a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) I understand that. You understand what? Yeah. Do you understand the texture difference? It's the question. And I, um, again, I am going to have to do everything I can going forward to be uh, enormously sensitive. I uh, apologize to these women. uh, And I think that what I want to do is emerge from this. uh, What? And uh, to to better understand the woman's experience. I uh, am so sorry that I made people feel terrible. This might get better with age, honestly. It it just did. I haven't heard it for so long. It's freaking hilarious now. A woman's experience. Yes. Experiencing people, random people grabbing her butt. Like, I thought uh, when you have, like, a nice booty. Well, first of all, I couldn't help myself. And I thought if you if it's that nice, you would probably enjoy someone else taking the pleasure out of someone I, else squeezing it. I thought it was a compliment. <laughs> a nice set of buns you got there. This dude. Ah, boy. Oh, my goodness. Is there more of it? Yes, of it's, course there it's, is. It's been a while since I've heard this. Yeah. I can't remember exactly all of the entire interview. Do you think this happened unintentionally? Uh I, my intent was not to make them feel uncomfortable. I don't remember these. I thought they'd like it. It's a compliment. Gosh dang. What? The photographs. I don't remember the situation, but that was certainly not my intent, but my intent doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And I'm trying to say all the right things. That's, that's... That explanation and apology is evidently the only thing Al Franken's ever done that's been half-assed. Well played. Nice. Very nice. Well played. There's one left. It's less than 30 seconds. I feel like we're cheating ourselves to not hear it and everyone else listening. Uh, With the photographs, I don't remember taking those photographs. Have you ever placed a hand on some woman's butt? (laughs) You know, I I, I can't say that that hasn't happened. (laughs) I take thousands and thousands of pictures. We sometimes in crowded and chaotic situations. Yeah. uh, I can't say I haven't done that. Right. And I, I I'm uh, I am very sorry if these women experienced that. Yes. It was a chaotic situation, and I had to hold on to something. That <laughs> that woman's rear was like a life preserver for me. 
I mean, when he grabs it, does he turn his head and look backwards? <laughs> <laughs> it was bootylicious, and I was hungry. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Studying found out that traffic would be better if we just banned left turns. That you was know, a Penn State. I don't think that's such a bad idea. Really? Yeah. They used a bunch of algorithms to figure out the best way to keep traffic moving and prevent accidents. And the simulations found that the traffic would move smoother if we banned left turns, more intersections. Well, that was interesting. Sometimes you're waiting to turn left forever. Mm -hmm. Cars just keep going, going, going. Sometimes you give up and you go right. They're finding from the research that yes. But I thought you hated bans on everything. I'm not a fan of the bans, no. Okay. But I am a very impatient driver. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, I do have a tendency to lose my mind at various things, yeah. Okay. So you're for getting rid of the left turn? Yeah, I'm for it. Got it. I'll run on it if you want me to. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. You just goose it a little bit out there. They know goosing. Yes. Bill Barr, remember him? Oh, yeah. He's got a book coming out. Torches Trump. we got to get to that. And an update on Ukraine coming up. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Zelensky, Ukraine, is telling Axios, hey, uh, our allies need to do their part in this too, you know. What does that mean? I mean, step it up a little more. We need some help. Yeah. Some weapons here fast. I have noticed there are a lot of different leaders that have been saying we denounce what Vladimir Putin is doing. These are war crimes. This, these are crimes against humanity. Humanitarian crisis. We denounce it. Unless you're going to do anything, that doesn't mean anything. Right. right. Good for you. What are you going to do about it? Denounce it. <laughs> so what? I, I am cracking up at people who are just like on social media adding the Ukrainian flag to their handle. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Like just, it's everywhere. Just like do the bare minimum here. And I understand like everyday citizens, there's nothing really we can do about it. Right. Unless yes. you're willing to grab a rifle and go into Ukraine, uh, what are you supposed to do about it? Well, it was like the U.N. Secretary General, Antonio oh, Gutierrez. Gosh. This guy. Telling Russia, stop your troops from attacking Ukraine. Give peace a chance. Yeah. Okay, John Lennon. Yeah. Good the guy, luck. The guy's going full What are you going to do? He's going John Lennon on Russia. While the United Nations is also letting Russia oversee the Security Council, the United Nations is such a—it's such a waste of time and space. It's incredible right now. Was he going to follow up with a message? Hey, listen, all we're saying is give peace a chance. Right. <laughs> like that's going to have any effect on Vladimir Putin or the Secretary General of NATO denouncing the reckless attack. And putting countless civilian lives at risk, I call on Russia to cease its military action immediately. What is the expectation that Putin's going to say? Oh, really? Okay, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I guess I took it too far. It's just maddening to watch all of this. Rochelle Walensky dropped the mask mandate for the Russians invading the Ukraine today. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because of the society. Well, right. 
Well, the, you, did you see the New York Times report late last week where Which they was? pointed out that a lot of the people who were hunkering down in Ukraine weren't wearing masks? No. Yeah, they did. Yeah. No. They yes. Said, they yeah. said we, oh, couldn't, yeah. we couldn't help but notice that even though Ukraine is coming off of a pandemic high in terms of case counts, very few people were wearing masks. Yes, that's absolutely While they're true. hiding from bombs, bombs. in train stations. Oh, my gosh. Let it go. Bullets are, like, whistling over their heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't. Hey, I mentioned real quick, Bill Barr has a book coming out. Bill Barr. You loved Bill Barr. Yeah. Yes. Okay, in this book, he is torching Trump all over the place. Do you know what the name of the book is? Torching Trump. No. No. What? <laughs> One damn thing after another. <laughs> Which I got to admit is pretty funny. <laughs> That's good. Um, but he he makes it clear where he stands with Trump, uh, saying the the election was not stolen. Trump lost it. Um, and it, he's the one that caused January sixth. If he would have just toned it down, my question is: Does your opinion of him change at all because he's putting out a book and going to profit from it? Because that's going to be talked about a lot. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, a couple of updates. Um, Ukrainian President Zelensky has signed an application to join the EU. Hmm. So that's significant. You have this groundswell of people that all of a sudden are saying it's refreshing to see a leader like this guy. And I understand there's a lot of propaganda out there. But we're thinking, David, most of this is true. Yeah, well, yeah, you just have to be careful about what sources are saying what, you know, don't just inherently believe everything you say but or see, but that doesn't mean that it's also automatically false. And I think that even though there have been a couple of photos of him, like, kitted out, he's got a rifle and whatnot that are actually, what, one or two years old? Right. Something like that. The fact is, is that by all accounts, that dude's still in Ukraine even after... American authorities were telling him to leave. Yeah. And then later he said, I don't need a ride. I need ammo. Yeah. I'm going to stay here and fight. That's refreshing. Remember Afghanistan, their yeah. leader? Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> I got my money. <laughs> See loaded, you later. Loaded up a couple of duffel bags of cash and got the hell out. Mm hmm. Yes. Well, I just happened to see this story, and I don't watch Real Housewives to know Bethany Frankel, but she just pledged $10 million in aid for Ukraine citizens, and called Zelensky a badass. <laughs> Said he just seems like he's not giving up, and it's an interesting thing to watch. And it makes you wonder, are we that, like, hungry to find a leader that will lead by example with courage? Yes, we are. Yes. To fight? yes, yeah. yes. We talk about this all the time. All the time. 
when you watch these weak beta men that represent <laughs> this administration up there in their mealy mouthy <laughs> Ned and Ned Price, just the whole ilk, all of them. Yes. Well, we. <laughs> I was laughing because you were changing your words. I you were going to say something yeah, completely I was. different, I was, and then you edited. Yes. Yes. It's completely different. Well, th- that real housewife went on to say it's inspiring um, because he's leading by example and people are fighting. If he weren't fighting for his own country, no one else would want to be doing that. So it's amazing. And it is to the point where we call something like that amazing. It used to be, well, that's that's just kind of what people do in this right. type of situation. Yeah. But this is refreshing. Got Lloyd Austin worried about pronouns. <laughs> Our defense right. secretary. Yeah. Our defense secretary worried about pronouns. Yeah. Well, yes. and, and you think about what was for two years in the United States of America considered stunning and brave. Hiding in your home, working from home and wearing a mask whenever you very carefully go outside. That is true. Yeah, that was right. the heroic thing to do. And it, it is nice to to at least hear. And I, I think there is a healthy amount of myth making going on with Zelensky. But but it is refreshing to at least see somebody saying, no, we're going to fight the good fight. We're not going to let this happen. By the way, we've talked about so many different organizations denouncing Russia or Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it doesn't mean a whole lot because, well, you could be doing something if you are the leader of a nation. What are you doing about it? Denouncing him. And that's it. Right. Well, the world judo body has suspended Vladimir Putin as its honorary president. Mm -hmm. Well, this thing will probably be over in about an hour then. (laughs) Because he doesn't want that. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't want that. He is a big judo guy, you know. Yes, he is. But the International Federation cited the ongoing war conflict in Ukraine for suspending his honorary president status. Um, here's the thing. You see that story and you're like, well, I mean, I guess they're doing what they can. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, we just want you to know we're not down with this. Except the International Judo Federation is rare among Olympic sports bodies for using the word war to describe Russia's invasion because others have used, well, escalation of conflict. Right. <laughs> so more respect for judo for just calling it war. These others, well, we don't want to say war. It's more of an escalation of conflict. Yes. What does it take for it to be a war for these people? Just the That's a great question. question. What's the definition? Yeah. You got to what? Kill over a thousand people? You had a country invade another one, an unprovoked attack on another country. Another rocket hit, what, another apartment yes. building, something yeah. like that? I don't know exactly the rules and how that works. Meanwhile, uh, updates on vaccines and masks. I think you have an update, David. No, I got a couple. Uh, Oregon and Washington have now moved up their timelines to end mask requirements for indoor public places and schools, lifting the mandates on March 12th. California is also following suit. And the White House, by the way, is updating its own COVID protocols, ending mask requirement for fully vaccinated employees starting tomorrow. (laughs) Hmm. News cycle might be busy with other things. Let's just slide that over. Yeah, the the science has changed, guys, because, Mm -hmm. well, we're about to enter uh, midterm season in earnest here. 
Yes. Uh, not not too far from now. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, lift these mask mandates in the schools, even though we could have been doing it for quite some time. Yes. But, you know, with the busy news cycle, what it is, and we know that, yeah. well, the American people have been done with this for a while. So instead of making this big announcement, we'll just slide this in yeah. while I, everyone's paying attention to Ukraine. I've got okay. a family member uh, who lives in the Northeast. I won't give out all the details here out of respect for their privacy, but uh, his two little girls are going back to school for the first time today oh my without masks. And their district has been extremely cautious about this. I would argue idiotic about this. Right, exactly. Absolutely. I was going to say you use caution. Yeah. You could have been doing it yes. for a yes. long time. His little girls are scared to death. They're bringing masks just in case their other friends decide to wear masks. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. That's sad to me, man. That it, is absolutely, really sad it's, it's crushing. It really is. Okay. See, now I don't know what to do because one of those things, when it's your relative, you can say it, but your buddy can't. So I'm just here, like, biting Oh, my I don't tongue. care. Pile on, man. It's ridiculous. You've done damage to your kids. You have. Yes. You absolutely have. You know, please learn that for the future. Because I know that, David, you've had a lot of different conversations over time and just trying to go with what facts are. And people won't hear it. No, It's they, so... E- even to this day when you're saying, yeah, there's really no scientific evidence that masking in schools is something that has this dramatic benefit when it comes to COVID. And we know it actually has a massive drawback in yes. terms of development, especially for younger kids. And they're like, well, no, but you need to look at these studies. And I'm like, I, I can read the studies. I understand the studies and they don't actually back up what you think they back up. The right. CDC has been lying to people about this. Correct. And, and it is shameful. I mean, those, those little girls, they were, uh, visiting, what was that last summer visiting me in Texas and there hadn't been a mask mandate for a while and walking into a restaurant they were terrified looking around like oh my gosh nobody's wearing masks nobody's wearing masks i'm like it's going to be fine you're okay man yeah it's by the way another story and you had this david national vaccine pass has been rolled out quietly yeah what does that mean yeah one of those things that just hasn't really been picked up but it's called the smart health card a verifiable digital proof of vaccination developed through the Vaccination Credential Initiative, which is a global coalition of oh, public see? and private stakeholders, including, wait for it, Microsoft, Salesforce, Oracle, the Mayo Clinic, and other health and tech heavyweights. Microsoft. Now, half of, United, uh, half of states in our country either already offer accessibility to smart health cards or have it in the works now. So it's, you know, you download your app and you've got the little QR code. Everybody's got their code. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I've, I've been vaccinated against COVID because at the time it was something that seemed like that was the best decision for me personally. I will yeah. never enter a place ever that asks for proof of vaccination. I won't do it. I refuse. How can that make sense? It doesn't stop you from getting COVID. It doesn't stop you from spreading it. So what difference does it make now? It's about power. What else can it be? Jeez. Remember that you see the other well, story? Real yeah. quick, not to get yeah. too deep into it, yeah. but it's they're trying to come up with a shot that would keep COVID away from you and the flu at the same time, like mixing them. Okay. 
So what, do you have to get a passport for that? Right. Because we don't have a vaccine, really. Because a vaccine would stop you from getting prevent the, whatever the, the, the it is. Disease, yes. This is more like a flu shot. Oh, well, yeah. As long as it's this strain, you'll be fine. But it could be another strain. And if it is, well, then I'm sorry. So that's the part that doesn't make sense. Something else doesn't make sense. So New York City is lifting the vaccine requirement, right? Yeah. Okay. So if, you know, you wanted to go to a game, Madison Square Garden, or in Brooklyn, you used to have to have vaccine. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Unless you're an employee, then you have to have the vaccine. So get this. Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets, he can go watch a game. He can go watch his team play, but he can't play because he's an employee. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Where are we? What <laughs> does that make sense? What if? Yeah. They like his check went through somewhere else where he wasn't technically an employee right. of the team. How is that possible? Like, if you're let, play? like let's he, just say he's vending beers until like 20 minutes before game time and he wins a contest and becomes a player. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah. But isn't there a way? Sounds like you a could, terrible idea. But for isn't there a way you could work this where he wasn't technically an employee? Right. How like, about just stop with the nonsense? Well, of course, that's the easy <laughs> stop way. Stop with the yeah. mandate. Right. So that guy, and by the way, what dropped thirty-eight on the Bucks in Milwaukee, beats the world champs, gets back home, can't play. Right, can't play, but he can watch. Right. Yeah. That's how insane. I like it all Scott's is. idea that like he pays general admission, he's there, he's in whatever section, and they're like, and now, fans of the Brooklyn Nets, it is time for our annual Make a Wish. Whatever <laughs> raffle drawing. Right, yes. And it's right. rigged so that he wins it. And he wins not only the ability to play on the court, but he also wins a cash prize that happens to equal his per game salary. There you go. And he dresses like Uncle Drew. There he goes. So he's like the old guy. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Right. Awesome. All right. It's Lady and the Trump for 2024. We'll explain next. show jamie markley i'm the gen xer that's david van camp he's a millennial the sexy boomer that's scott robbins thank you there's a lot going on so putin hired 400 russian mercenaries to assassinate ukraine president Zelensky. there's 400 mercenaries looking for him in kiev right now mm-hmm. wow. haven't found him yet that's yeah that's the word right now i don't know if it's 400 but i i, I don't know i've seen some people doubting that and i'm like why why would you doubt that Putin would send a bunch of mercenaries to go kill the leader of the country he's currently invading? I don't understand that. I don't either. Like you've said many times, David, you're not quite sure what's true, what's right. not. You're just going by reports right now. But that's wild. And then you have what's going on in the United States. And there are hot takes all over the place of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right? And who was it? The 1619 person? Oh. 
Yeah. Nicole, oh gosh. Nicole Hannah Jones, the, yes. the lady who is apparently such a profound thinker, historian, and journalist that liberals want her to be providing curriculum to teach your kids history. Okay. Right. Her stuff is essential for children to learn. <laughs> That's what they've said. I it's know. all this critical race theory nonsense. It is. Uh, but she has a smoking hot take. What if I told you, she writes, Europe is not a continent by definition, but a geopolitical fiction to separate it from Asia. And so the alarm about a European or civilized or first world nation being invaded is a dog whistle to tell us we should care because they are like us. Oh my goodness. I can't stop. It's it's a racist dog whistle. It's... this is main character syndrome, right? It's okay, whatever happened whatever's happening in the world, how can I apply that to my pet project? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Well, this is John Kerry talking about Green Weenie when all hell's breaking loose. That's what he's concerned about. Well, a lot of the left nonsense all of a sudden really appears to be the nonsense it is when you have something serious like what we're watching in Ukraine going on. Again, man. It's like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It was a total coup. On January 6th, America almost fell. Yeah. This should not take anything she says serious ever again. My goodness, man. Meanwhile, I don't know if you saw this story. New York Post had it. It was after CPAC this weekend. All the conservatives get together. They do the poll. It looks like Trump is going to run. And it looks like he would be the favored uh, nominee over... Um, DeSantis from Florida, mm-hmm. like a two to one margin. What is it like 60% to 30%? And then yeah. it's like everybody else is at a 2%. Yeah. Something like that. So in the post, their headline was it's lady and the Trump for 2024. Because you know, it's not going to be Biden. No, it won't be Biden. It's not going to make it. And it can't be Kamala. She might check off a couple of boxes. So they throw the Hillary back out there. Yes. Who oh, else is there? Man. Think about that for a second. If you're put right on the spot. If it's not Biden or Kamala, who do the Democrats run? No, the bench is empty. I'll agree with you there. Because everybody gets exposed. I mean, all these people who are like so nice and well-spoken and, oh, my gosh, diverse, they're all Mm -hmm. pretty much useless in any capacity to lead this country. Yes. So I guess, yeah, why not? Democrats probably would just put out Hillary Clinton. Gosh dang. I mean, think about all the people that ran for the Democrats last time. The most diverse field that yeah. we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. No one could beat Biden. He couldn't get a sentence together. And he mopped the floor with him. Oh, I know. No, Cory Booker was, you know, was supposed to be a real player. You know? uh, the gobble. Right. Please. <laughs> what happened to Andrew Yang? Nobody's talking about him anymore. Yang, there was Pocahontas. I mean, oh. the list went on and on and on. Serious contenders. Yeah. From unserious people, yes. And it and ends up it might be Hillary. And that's after there were so many Democrats telling Hillary, you need to go away forever right. after she lost last Gosh, time. Gosh, dang. But yet, still out there. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, there's still much more to get to. Well, we got to get to the trifecta. What are Scott Robin's three big stories of the ah, day? Good stuff today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, and talking about Trump coming back, you know, and running again. And how would he handle a situation like what we're seeing right now? 
And when he talked before, what, we're not going to even threaten to fight them? Right. It's stupid to take that off the table. And I was reminded of this piece of audio. I would bomb the shit out of him. I'd blow up the pipes. I'd blow up the ref. I'd blow up every single inch. There would be nothing left. I would just bomb those suckers. Do you think Putin would have acted the way he's acted over the last two months? With a guy like that talking the way he talked then? Oh, my gut tells me no. Probably not. All right, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. The trifecta, next, right here. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to Scott Robbins and the trifecta, his top three stories of the day. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I know a lot of times, especially in a complicated situation like the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, it's very chaotic, it's very confusing, and sometimes you just have to let the information come to you. You've got to digest it, you've got to filter it before you can really understand what is actually at play. And I know a lot of times one of those great filters for Scott is Joy Behar, one of the homies oh on God. The View. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. So, all right. All right. So, Prepare to be entertained. So all right? the ladies today mm-hmm. were kicking around something that Donald Trump said over the weekend at CPAC, oh, where he talked about how dumb a lot of Western European and American leaders are in dealing with Ukraine, uh, dealing with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, basically saying, why would you take, you know, he's not calling for military in, uh, for military intervention, but why would you take the threat of that off the table? Everything's right. got to be on the table, right? Oh, yeah. That's the only thing that a guy like Putin is going to understand, and that was what Trump's point was, right? Yes. Well, apparently, <clears throat> this is pro-Russia, if you listen to the speech, I don't know how you come away with the idea that he is pro-Russia. And if you look at his time as president, I don't actually understand, unless you believe this crazy conspiracy theory about P-tapes and whatnot. I don't understand how you think Donald Trump is this huge, great fan of Russia. But anyway, apparently it's rooted in white supremacy, says Joy Behar. Oh, my what? God. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's so very rich that he thinks anybody's smart. How smart is he? You know, I mean... Not very. Uh, can he even spell CPAC? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that he's any kind of a person to talk about who's smart and who's not smart. His vocabulary, for one thing, is extremely limited. Well, and the, have you ever noticed that? He knows about, like, ten words. Yeah. Right, not, uh, unlike Joe Biden, who knows a lot of words that just none of us can understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. People are very, really, really drug abuse. Yeah, it's okay, man. Open his governor and when he be pre K, the pre K. Not a wordsmith like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Doing mental health workers. <laughs> yeah, that's FDR in the fireside chat right there, isn't it? Well, you know the thing. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Trump does not have that expansive vocabulary like one Joe Biden. Right, of course. Yes. 
That's something. So do you feel better now, like you understand what's going well, on, wait, Scott, here, here's the, here. Oh, here, there's more. There, here's the white supremacy part, okay? Okay, oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think is behind it, though? Because I was reading an article that a lot of it is about Fear. white supremacy. A lot of this support for well, Putin and Russia is about white there, supremacy. There are folks uh-huh. who think it would be a better country if it was more like Russia. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> They didn't get the memo. So you got to change the messaging. They're still on you have to make everything about race. Incredible. That's kind of moved on. They wanted they want America to be just like Putin. Who who does? I don't know. Is she saying people on the right? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what she said. Yes. Well, there's also a new YouGov poll where it's like six percent of Democrats and eight percent or something of Republicans think that Putin has no justification or, or I'm sorry that that do not condemn Putin for invading. So it's like any voice that you hear, which obviously if it's on the right, media is going to highlight that person, right? No matter how nutty they are, no matter how unknown they are, that's going to become the symbol of conservatism in the United States, right? But it is a fringe. But these ladies right. on the View are just like that's the entire Republican Party of a. I can't believe I just heard that. And Trump's dumb because he can't say words. True in international average of pressure. Right. You know that. <laughs> I know what Trump does say. She would, would not, not be, be my, my first, first choice, choice that, that I can tell. <laughs> I suppose we better get to the trifecta now. Gosh. I'd hit it. <laughs> yeah, that's your great communicator there. That man is skillfully weaves his way in and out of the language, doesn't he? Oh, wow. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day helped by his hero. Not just from his top 40 days, but always. I'm Casey Kasem. Yes. Yes. I'm ready. All right, good. Three. Did he Uh, go on vacation with you, by the way? He didn't go with me where I went. You didn't Did pack he... him up and take him along because he wasn't here. That's why I wondered. David and I just thought you took him along. Oh, yeah, but we have a disagreement. Casey Kasem big times me. And he says, oh. Casey, Casey's like, I don't even want to talk to Van Camp. Yeah, he won't even do it when Van Camp's here. Yeah. Or, or without you, he doesn't even speak. Really? No. What, he knows that it's you're the one. I, he was Scott saying. counts him down. See, he knows you I count know. him down. I, I don't know why he didn't show up. <laughs> I don't okay. Know. No, I just didn't. He's ready. Okay, let's go, buddy. Okay. So, number three, the government's nuclear blast survival guide in the age of COVID, Scott. You know, you can't make this up, can you? You can't possibly make this up. Now, you know, there's some saber-rattling going on, and yes. there's been some discussion now about perhaps Russia and Putin being a madman. You never know what he's going to do, and he's got the nukes, and golly, what could happen here? Well, yeah, be ready with the nukes. Yeah. That's uh, what he's saying. But but I want you to know that according to our government, who issued this uh, blast survival guide to all of us Americans, there's one thing in here that stood out when I read it. Now, most of it's garden variety. You know, get inside the nearest building to avoid radiation, remove contaminated yeah. clothing. Yeah. You know, wipe off or wash unprotected skin, stay inside 24 hours. You know, you know the routine, right? Like yes. a lot of people did at the beginning of the right. pandemic. And that's exactly right. But don't forget, Jamie, in the wake of this cataclysmic thing that's going on, yeah, the destruction, the Biden administration orders you to take precautions against COVID-19. 
I realize there's a winter that snow is falling from the sky, but it doesn't matter. So make sure you have your mask yeah, on? If you're sick or injured, this is in the manual. Okay. Listen for instructions on how to and where to get medical attention when authorities tell you it's safe to exit. And if you're experiencing a medical emergency, by all means, call 911, but take great heed. Put on your mask before the help arrives. Okay. The virus is still out there. Okay. One, if a nuclear blast hits anywhere near you, got bad news for you. 911's not coming. I was wondering about that too, David. Yeah. But if you're, you know, just taking shelter just to make sure. Right. Yes. Just out of an abundance of caution. Caution. Yes. If you think about it, while all hell is breaking loose and while you can see the mushroom cloud going off and you're grabbing the family and you're taking them into safety, don't forget the N95s. Well, yeah. You know, don't forget Omicron, while it's it's not as bad as Delta, it's still but not something you want to deal with. Also, take that free testing kit with you. <laughs> so if you test positive while in your basement during a fallout, you can. Right. Got now, it. on with the countdown. Are we, this is just, isn't this the, I mean, I can't wait to get mine in the mail. I can't wait. <laughs> two. Uh, number two, uh, Joe Biden says everything is good, and if... If you don't think that things are better right now under his leadership, it's a psychological problem. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's not his fault. He's pulling all the levers. His toolbox is open. (laughs) He's he's got everything going for him. You better be happy. Learn how to be happy, sir. It's your pride. It's a psychological function of you. You're, You're the one. All right. Play the clip. There's a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are uh, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that that things have gotten so much better for them economically, uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? Right. Happy that everything's all right. So, yeah, it's your fault. COVID damaged you psychologically. Yes. So much so that even though you understand inflation and the price of things costs a lot more than the extra money I've made at my job, so I've actually gone backwards. Yes. That's a psychological thing. It's not facts. It's not numbers. It's that I still got, you know, like a case of the Mondays because of COVID. You know, you tilt your head. That's what you're saying? Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's nonsense. Corn Pop's pal is trying to lift spirits, my friend. Oh my gosh. Okay. Gotcha. It's the trifecta, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day at this time every day. And finally. And finally. Well, yes. Yeah. One. Uh, a very convenient change in masking guidelines in Congress, or specifically in the House chambers, just in time for Biden's State of the Union address, Scott. Yeah, we get to hear all the good news that the uh, very convenient change, just in time, that the uh, masking Mm-hmm. And the distancing and all the protocols that were put in place are going to go away, according to the CDC. They're going to recommend they all be removed. And uh, and then we're going to hear how right. Joe beat COVID. That's right. And Joe's going to talk about how he beat COVID during the State of the Union speech. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how it, it and I, that's why I'm wishing the Republicans just went in with their masks on. With the "Let's Go Brandon" on the on the front of their cloth mask, and then threw them up in the air like you would at a graduation. Oh, but that would be destroying yeah. norms, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the disappointing thing is, uh, apparently, 
We're not going to have that winter of severe illness and death. That was four and a half. It was pro- I almost said forecast. Well, it sort of was forecasted that way. Oh, I know it was forecasted that way, but we're not going to quite achieve that goal, I guess. No, but it was warned. Mm-hmm. So there you and go. And there you have it. So that's your top COVID three. cured forever just in the nick of time. Woo. Well, yeah, I mean, it is also noticeable, the timing of California, Oregon, and Washington, along with New York, loosening up masking guidelines, including for children in schools. That's right. And saying, like, yeah, as of the end of next week, it's fine. Okay. Medal of Freedom to Fauci and Walensky. Mm-hmm. You could have done this a long time ago. Yes. And as David said, there are just some kids now going back to school. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Get your pencils ready. But they should have been ready months ago. That's right. It's, it's crazy. That's right. All right. You can let Casey go now. So okay, see you, buddy. Right. Good to have you back, though, Casey. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Nimrod's in the news. we got to get to that. And a news update involving Ukraine. Straight ahead. Goodbye. See you. Keep your feet in the ground and keep reaching for the sky. <laughs> Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. There were talks, but not a lot got done as far as Russia, Ukraine. They're going to talk more. But Ukraine's not surrendering. And no. I just saw on the news crawl that, well, Putin is still looking to take over Kiev. And I'm thinking, well, of course. This oh. is still going to go on until there's some sort of resolution. They reportedly have a miles-long convoy of equipment heading into Kiev right now. Yes. Like, what, three miles, something like that? Yeah. And it's not far out. No. So, with all of the sanctions going on, and depending on who you're listening to, they're having great results with the sanctions. Are they? How would you assess it right now? Well, the thing is, you know, I I keep hearing this over and over again that, well, this is going to hurt uh, Putin's people and, you know, he's got to think about the Russian people. And it's like, well, every page of Russian history involves leaders doing something and then the page ends with and then two million people died. So they don't actually care about everyday Russians. That that if if you think he's worried about what like middle class Russians are going to think about him, uh, you are not a student of history, obviously. But I but the biggest thing is going to be when the other thugs, the oligarchs around Putin, start feeling the pinch financially, and that right. may be happening not as a result of any government, but private industry. Yeah, I mean Shell yeah. and BP are pulling out investments in Russian oil. That's a big deal, and it looks like the word is, right, that China is pulling out some of financial support from Russia, which that was this whole thing was kind of predicated on the idea that China would be financially supporting Russia through the sanction process. So you play that out, and then there are some people with the theory it starts really costing the oligarchs a lot of money. Yeah. They'll have Putin taken out. Yeah. 
Well, and now you've got FedEx and UPS suspending deliveries. You start messing with people's Amazon. <laughs> See, have you seen the Russian oligarch uh, yacht project? All it no. is is it's it's posting pictures and locations of all these super yachts that are owned by the ultra wealthy in Russia, which mm-hmm. many of them just happened to leave the country uh, three four weeks ago, hmm. something you know like that. So they're just like, it'd be a real shame if somebody were to, I don't know, <clears throat> sink it. Not that we're calling for that, but here's exactly where it is, what it looks like, what it's called, and who it belongs to. Right. Wow. All right. We got to get the Nimrods in the news. That's a great story. That's a great story. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news starting today in Houston, David's hometown. And you know David, he takes his barbecue serious. Uh, so did Andre Thomas in Houston. He went to Dickie's Barbecue Pit and uh, got some takeout. He left and then realized, hey, they shorted me on barbecue sauce. Uh-oh. He called to complain. Yeah. Workers tried to resolve the issue. Andre not happy, so he went back, threatened the employees. And said, so, you know what, I'm going to shoot up the place. Oh, see. So he went back to his car, waited around until the place closed, and the employees were leaving. Then he followed them, fired shots into their car. Yeah. That's how serious this dude takes barbecue. Dang. Uh, one got the person's arm, broke the arm. Gosh, dang. Outside of that, going to be okay. Wow. Yeah, ra- arrested, facing charges, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Check this. Shockingly, he was a felon who was out on bond. No way. Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, but he'll be held in jail at least until the next hearing in April. And then this dude in Pennsylvania, Altoona, at a car wash, coin-operated. Um, he's there. Guy hopped in the driver's seat of their truck, tried to steal it. It's crazy. Um, anyway, the guy ends up calling 911 on himself. <laughs> Cop showed up, arrested him. He's doing court on theft charges, and that is Nimrod's in the news.